Hey guys, I want to welcome you to the weekly Wednesday for the Financial Freedom Newsletter, where every week, every Wednesday, we delve into something inspirational, motivational, something excerpt taken from the Financial Freedom Weekly Newsletter. Wherever you are, if you're listening on Spotify, on iTunes, Google, be sure to click the like, subscribe, share, comment. Without ado, let's get into the show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, everybody, to this week's podcast episode for the Financial Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Liu. And as you know, we talk about the four different types of freedom, time, financial, location, health freedom. And in that light, I'm always interviewing entrepreneurs, influencers, creators on the cutting edge, shaping the world. So today we have uh, Susan Gold, and she's an author She's a transformer and she's a consultant. She's got a really interesting background from New York City to LA. Um, and uh, today's going to be talking all about um, female entrepreneurship, thought leadership, and starting your own business. So, Susan, welcome. Dr. Lou, thank you. I'm excited to be here and super excited to be um, in front of your audience. Yeah, I know. And um, I'm really excited to get to talk to you because, you know, a lot of the audience, they're female executives. Um, and they're very, you know, heart centered. They want to do something more. Uh, you know, the nine to five isn't really doing it. So tell us more about your background and how you got started. Well, I grew up in a really chaotic home in the center of Pennsylvania with two brilliant individuals at the helm, but they were riddled with addiction and um, mental illness. Mm. So um, it was a really interesting trajectory. And as I was excited to get out of that home setting, and I did the, the morning after I graduated from high school, I essentially left and pretty much didn't go back. But I have great respect for my family. And I don't feel it was a mistake. I ended up in that family. I got great tools as a result. Um, I just needed to do a little cleaning up in my adulthood. So at college, I just wanted to skip. I wanted to go right to New York City. I negotiated my way out um, my junior year for a term uh, as an intern in New York. And I worked for an arts management firm. And that really gave me a taste of the city. I was living in New York at 19, exploring wow. all, all the city had to offer. Um, and went back as soon as I graduated from college. Um, I wanted to work not in arts management, but in something a little more glitzy. So I went mainstream entertainment and worked uptown in one of those big high rises for international creative management, which was a large global talent agency that's still around today. And I, I ultimately went to work for an agent who matched celebrities with brands. And I ended up... Um, Following him, he left the agency to form his own um, company. And that's really where I learned how to negotiate celebrity talent deals. Um, I wouldn't have had that, that opportunity at the desk. And then 
he had a little addiction himself. He used to invite young actresses in in the afternoon and I would have to disappear and it was getting quite awkward. And then um, he tried to the same thing with me and um, that didn't work. I grabbed my purse and ran out of there. And um, oddly, I was training Barbara Walters, um, the television host and newscaster at the time on the side to make a little money. And she took one look at me at 7am the next morning and said, what's wrong? And I was super tight lipped, but you know, she was a great interviewer and she got it out of me. And she said, I'm coming to your office with you this morning and we're going to confront this man. And I'm like, oh yeah, no, I'll be okay. (laughs) Um, I ended up leaving that day and I decided to opened my own talent brokerage firm because I couldn't consider going to work as an assistant for someone else. Um, After that experience, it just felt, even though I only had about two and a half months of savings in the bank and I was, you know, in my early twenties living in New York city on my own, um, I decided I'd give it a shot. So um, I did, I did a lot of cold calling and Donnie Deutsch, who's, he's a well-known uh, entrepreneur and television host now, but at the time he was running his dad's ad agency on Mad- Madison Avenue. And he and I somehow connected and he said, you know, I really want Andy Warhol to endorse one of my clients, Pontiac. And he goes, do you think you could get him? And I, I'm like, I'll give it a try. So I called the factory and nobody would pick up. So I took the train down there, knocked on the door <laughs> And Fred, Andy's manager, answered the door. And I explained why, why I was there. And he said, come back tomorrow at the same time, and I'll let you talk to Andy. So I did. I was really scared. I didn't know what I was going to say. And I was ushered into Andy's studio, and there he was, like, penciling away with a pin spotlight on his hair going every direction. And there were three pugs, little dogs, running around the studio. And occasionally, they'd jump up in his arms, and he didn't really... He didn't really want anything to do with me, but he was paying a lot of attention to those dogs. And then finally, he looked up, he stopped, he looked me in the eye for the first time. And he said, now, really, why would I want to do this? And I just took a breath and the words just came right out of me because you can have the pugs in the shop with you. Mm-hmm. And he paused and he looked at his dogs and he looked at me and he goes, okay, I'll do it. And that really was the start of me becoming known to attach celebrities to brands. And I just, I've had an affinity for it. Um, And it led me into producing. um, And then it led me full uh, scale back to my own company um, as a consultant, more from the PR and biz dev um, perspective, because that's what really fit um, better. But I had an amazing run um and just convinced all kinds of people to do things that I that I never thought they would do including Taylor Swift and and Jack Black and David Beckham to be interviewed by television cartoon characters Phineas and Ferb for for Disney but really the tenacity of my upbringing and my ability to to overcome difficult obstacles has really served me and also not being afraid to reinvent myself and also to really go back my past history and really take a deep dive because I found early on in adulthood, some things weren't working Mm -hmm. and I was brave enough to admit it. And the first thing that had to go was drinking. I got clean and, um, 
notice that I had addiction, not just with drinking, but with multiple layers. I just have that type of personality. And that was really essential. And then I also had to take a look at clinical depression and learn what that was about and how that affected me. And I did all types of talk therapy. And I think it was really helpful for me to create that kind of storyline through the talking, but ultimately it was more somatic work um, that helped me really come to understand who I was. And ultimately I moved to Los Angeles and met my greatest guru who was my ex-husband. I had to wake up to the fact that I was living in a narcissistic relationship. Um, I was living with a narcissist and I was being drained. I was being flattened and I had tried everything I could to keep that marriage together. Um, but I finally had to surrender and leave that dynamic. So I feel like that was the precipice. All sorts of, of experience in my life came together to help me through that experience. And that's really when the self-love started coming through and I started looking, reevaluating again deeply. And I was sort of called to write a book. I never thought I would. I thought, oh, a book's just a PR tool. Do I really have to go through? But I kept continually being encouraged that I had a unique story. I had a lot to share. So I put it all down on paper. And I have to say the experience was really incredible. Just the amount of self-respect I've garnered and the amount of self-love. And then um, now I'm getting close to it being published. And leaking it out by bit, drips and drops. And um, I'm finding people really responding to my experiences and echoing similarities. So yeah, that's where I hope to go to to help other people just through my own experience. Yeah, when you know, very fascinating story, you know, a couple things that, uh, you know, entrepreneurship is just basically a process of self discovery and, you know, success manifests itself in different ways. But uh, you pointed out some really interesting things, you know, you describing it, you know, kind of like the tools, and then you had to clean up and, um, you know, this idea of somatic um, work, which I want to talk about a little bit later. Um, but uh, one thing that uh, really stood out is um, basically, you're uh, constantly evolving and redefining who you are, which is, you know, char characteristic of entrepreneurs. And then basically, you talk about the trauma, and then you describe a moment of serendipity what what was that moment well there were quite a few <laughs> in in my trajectory i mean looking back i feel like i was protected even you know barbara walters as an exercise client i used to watch her on my basement on my beanbag chair on my belly growing up and just admired her so much and there i was knocking on her door to to be her personal trainer for an hour it's it's just all kinds of serendipity coming together over and over again how i was sought out to convince andy warhol and how that would set off a whole trajectory of experience how i would meet a woman on jury duty who would later bring me to purse to book talent for tv shows and bh1 and and MTV, and then to be invited to Los Angeles to work with her and help launch a reality series. You never know where those opportunities are going to come from. And 
I'm grateful that I didn't get to in, in school. And, you know, I never created a business plan. I've never been to business school. I just, I've done it intuitively. And, um, and I've just taken the next step. And I've asked a lot of questions along the way. And the gateways sort of open when it's when it's the direction that I'm to flow in the gateways just continually open I've had some doors shut <laughs> quite solidly but that's just the sign hey maybe not that direction maybe this direction instead mm. and what it sounds like is really because um especially in entertainment uh you know do you really need to go to school for that you know maybe if you want to executive or you know whatnot but um what you're talking about is um living basically living from the heart and um and you've and you've done it in so many different ways you've uh, transferred in trauma you've you've redefined yourself you wrote a book uh you work with celebrities um which is uh one, one you know deep question is you know what helps you create transformation from trauma or how do you go about that i'm really so happy you're enlightened to ask that question because that has been such an unveiling in my life. I didn't understand the, the family dynamics truly. I thought most people grew up the way that, that I had and experienced. And it wasn't until issues were coming up that I could see I needed to take that look backwards. Mm. And I I make it to Southern California hooey on you, but I truly believe I, I came here with a plan. Uh, there was no accident that I was in the family I was. I'm grateful to my parents. I'm grateful to my siblings. I'm grateful for the family lineage. I see how it's played out. I see how my experience of it and the willingness to take a look at it and really lift up <laughs> the layers to stare underneath to see it's not just all mold and rot. There's some real flecks of gold under there that are are transformation. That's the transformation. Can I see this from a new point of view? Mm -hmm. And can I shift this? Yeah. Because a lot of people I find just hold it, hold it, hold it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then they die or they have a near-death experience and they they're shown a different way. I'm like, I'm gonna take a look at it while I'm here. You know, <laughs> try try to sift through it all while I'm here um, mm -hmm. and find a different light. So I, I truly feel like transforming the trauma is a soul evolution oh, and yeah, heart opening. Yeah, that's quite profound when you say transforming trauma, soul evolution and heart opening. You know, a lot of, you know, a lot of um, listeners out there, they, they're holding on to all this trauma, either they're running away, workaholism, or running towards, you know, trying to strive. And, um, and then, but then, so what does that kind of feel, I guess you, what does it feel like? What does it look like? You know, just kind of, you know, bits and pieces. I know it's, you know, this type of work is very deep. So. Well, first I had to slow down. I, I was, I was so traumatized. I just was running. I was achieving. I was going, I was performing the way that I thought you might want me to perform. So I really needed to slow down and, and that either happened for me because I didn't have a choice. <laughs> you know, life has a, has a way of doing that. Yeah. Um, 
And meditate did help that a bit. It was very difficult in the beginning. I was introduced to meditation on my way out of New York City and embraced it more deeply once I was in Los Angeles. Um, and I've done long-term silent um, meditation retreats. And that's been incredibly helpful. I thought meditation was all about complete silence, like completely. I had no idea I was going to sit on a cushion and be tortured by, by all these thoughts streaming through this big, beautiful brain of mine. Um, so that was a realization that was um, profound, I have to say, but just really getting still and also like just counting my breaths or doing repetitive four in, hold four, out four can take me from a breathing dragon mm. right into my body grounded and open mm. back to a true authentic human being ready to be open and listen. Mm -hmm. Wow. Very fascinating. Um, we we'll talk a little bit about because um, you described these concepts and um, really, uh, you know, and you and you applied it, you know, towards entrepreneurs. One question before we talk about your your works is um, this idea where you talk about somatic work. Uh, what uh, I've heard of that, and I've heard people do like energy shadow work, but uh, describe what that is. So for me, somatic work means going into my body. I've always related through the body. I don't know if that comes because I started training as a dancer when I was three on, or it was just the athleticism of our family, but I've always related through my body and I've always carried trauma in my body. Mm. I mean, as an adult that manifested in a hip impingement on my left side, which I've actually worked through. I haven't gone the traditional Western route. I've worked with muscle versus the trauma um, yeah. and the pathology. Yeah, I think I lost my train of thought there, but... Um, the, the somatic in, into the body. The somatic work. Yeah. So um, that can be um, going inside and seeing where a particular feeling is, what color it is. Mm. Is it moving? Is it still? Is it explosive? Is it quiet? And mm. just watching it yeah. shift. And I've had trapped emotions release mm. through methodologies like that. There's the Bradley method. There's all types of methods. Mm -hmm. um, yoga has also helped, particularly yin yoga, where mm. you're just holding a position for two to five minutes. Mm -hmm. And the same kind of experience, I feel everything shifting in through the body and opening mm -hmm. and the tension or the trauma dissipating. Wow. Interesting. With, uh, yeah, that's quite interesting because uh, I've experimented a little bit and it's like, it's hard to tell, you know, what is, you know, where's the trauma or, you know, if, if there is trauma or where you store it and it's kind of interesting, um, but I'll, Definitely. What are some resources, books or podcasts, YouTube channels to check that out? So one of the, well, the Bradley method, people can Google the Bradley method, which mm -hmm. is really helpful. Um, you have to have a practitioner, but one of my favorites, when I was going through my divorce, I did something called the narcissistic abuse recovery program. Mm -hmm. And the somatic program was called Quanta Freedom Healing. It's an Australian woman. Her name is Melanie Tonya. Evans. 
and you you go in through the body and it can be current, it can be past, it can be historical, but she takes you through a, a release of so many different emotions. And that's what got me through um, my divorce, that work, and really um, prompted a lot of somatic healing for myself. Wow, interesting. You have to check that out. And um, so, um, you know, I, I want to, as we come to the end, you know, you've really beautifully described a lot of these cons, you know, as subjective concepts. Um, tell people about uh, your book, uh, Toxic Family Transform Childhood Trauma and Adult Freedom, where people can find it, what it's about, and uh, all about that journey. Well, sure. I mean, the first thing when I hear the title out of your mouth, I kind of shake because it wasn't my original title. My publisher came up with the toxic family trial. Mine was magical illumination because I feel like I've gone through my life to uncover so much and it has been a magical journey. But really the book is about a toxic family system and the impact that had on me as a child and the trauma and then transforming that as an adult to live fully and thrive and to break those old systems. Mm -hmm. So the the book is my first, even though I've been told for many years, I have that book to write. Um, And I've been told there are more coming. So we'll see what happens, but it releases March 22nd. And that's actually my mother's birthday which is those there and and I'm already yeah getting getting a positive response I think it's really told in an honest way it's this it's a memoir and it's told very honestly um and I think people are resonating yeah absolutely and uh, really uh book you know when when I wrote out my book is very cathartic and basically it's kind of a way to process things and um uh, the uh for the audience out there um uh, susan's resources will be in the links and show notes and you know especially the link to her book um and lastly um where can people find out more about you follow you check you out on social media etc thank you so much for asking so they can go to susangold.us and you can sign up there for a free little snippet audio portion of the first couple of pages of the book and also keep up to date with what's happening there. And then that's also my website, susangold.us. And you can get in touch with me through the site. Um, and there's also resources and help there on the site. And I look forward to hearing from your listeners and helping. Yeah. And for all the listeners out there, um, this is really uh, fascinating individual and thanks Susan for coming on to the show, sharing her wisdom and her experience. Uh, be sure to check her out on, she's on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, as well as her um, website, Susan Gold US. And she's got a free audio file of the first page of the new book. And then also check out the book itself. It's probably on Amazon and I'll check it out as well. And with that, thanks so much for coming on to the show. Thanks for having me. listening if you liked it be sure to like comment share subscribe we're on everywhere spotify itunes google amazon audible and without much ado be sure to thank this show's sponsors and we'll see you next week